The Metis Tech Show. Welcome to the Metis Tech Show, a show for HVAC professionals by HVAC professionals. The Metis Tech Show. So, Trey, I noticed that this morning's breakfast didn't have any biscuits and gravy. Very disappointing. (laughs) I know. So... What is what is so special about biscuits and gravy? Because being from up north, we don't see that. We don't yeah, see it. No. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, no, you, you have don't. The, the correct consistency, and, and uh, depends on the sausage they put in it. Now they they get most restaurants get creative with it. Um, add some, you know, a fried chicken or something with it, or or, or put it on top of uh, open biscuit and with chicken and, and gravy, and then we add out add that also to our grits and. Grits. Okay, grits is a whole other thing. We'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Now, is that the same gravy that they put on country fried chicken, um, country fried steak? Yes, yes. Basically the you same, You have to have right? the white gravy, though. Not, yeah, not, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't bring brown gravy in the South. I mean, no. like, like well, that's an insult. Help me, help me out here. Hey, help me out here. Explain to me how you make a white gravy with biscuits and you don't have any meat. They have meat. Well, no, they have meat. No, it's it has got sausage, sausage in, in it. it. Yeah, the perfect yeah. gravy has sausage in it. Do you make uh, the gravy at home? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, well, I mean... I haven't done it in a long time. It's not something you just whip up in the morning and, and okay. do every day. So how, what do you, how do you start making the gravy? We put a little flour in it, a little milk you, you, in a frying pan, and a little bit of water, and then get the consistency. It's called and the then, roux, I think. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, get the consistency. and then, It is. Then you add, you know, that's once you get that stirring into the consistency, and then you get the, you know, <clears throat> chop up your, you know, put your seasonings in, uh, depending how hot you want it, your peppers. And then, and then you, uh, you pretty much can add all kinds of different things now, you know? Usually uh, it's like we, crumbled sausage. Yeah, 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 right. And the sausage you added in, it's already cooked, or you cook it in that? No, it, you already cook. It's you already, already cooked, cooked. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the sausage takes a whole lot longer, yeah. And so why, I guess we just, you can put that gravy over anything, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Not just biscuits. Yeah, we use it for, I mean, people eat it for brunch and I mean, so, all kinds of different So it's like a staple you'd. Throw in your refrigerator and you want to whip together something quick. Yeah, you can, but it, it's better hot. I mean, it's better oh, yeah. when you first make it, you know, because it, it's like some things, it's, the consistency is not the same once you refrigerate it and try to rewarm it. No. I mean, it, it's still good, but no. not, not as good as the original. Would you add the, this gravy to grits and give grits actual flavor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, it all the, do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, because this is hot. This I don't is hot like stuff. I like, I like the gravy. I like the biscuits yeah. and gravy. The gravy is very yeah. good, yeah. but yeah. I'm just not a fan of grits. Oh, yeah, we do that for sure. And okay. then with the butter and, and those oh, kind of things. Butter know, makes everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, butter makes, yeah. But and we also have butter in the, you know, in the, the, uh, but, the gravy mixture itself. Right. You know? But so. the thing that the thing that confuses me about grits, it's like tofu. Everyone's <laughs> saying, you know, I made some tofu. Yeah, would you make it? I made it taste like meat. Well, why don't you just eat meat? <laughs> yeah. I made grits. Would you make grits? Well, I made it taste like shrimp. Well, uh, you know, why are you always trying to like add shrimp. taste to something? Because <laughs> yeah. it does. What is a grit? I don't know. It's corn. Yeah, it's just okay. cornmeal. Yeah. cornmeal. It's white cornmeal. You know, so I. I have a, there's a Portuguese dish that uses yellow cornmeal, mm. right? And it's, you know, it's, it's ground to different consistencies, but I don't want to go there. But That's just, called grass. But, but you have to add stuff to it yeah. to make it taste good. Taste good. Yeah. It's like tofu. You got to add yeah. stuff to it to yeah. make it taste good. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. not to get off topic here, but I, oh, I, yeah. I prefer plant-based beef. My cows eat plants and then they turn into beef. <laughs> <laughs> so can you use 
well, speaking of beef, could you use beef instead of pork? I mean, I guess you could. I mean, it could be something different. Yeah. Well, in the I military, mean, we had that SOS. Oh, yeah. I've heard about beef. that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. chip beef, which <laughs> I always thought it was the same as the gravy, but it's different, totally different. Dish. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember I was Corn up, beef or, yeah. Yeah, I was up north in a hotel, and it was breakfast time, and, and this guy came in and sat down at the table next to me, and he was with his, his friend there. And the guy asked him, goes, where'd you get that? And he goes, up there where the biscuits and gravy should have been. <laughs> so, so I guess down south, it's every breakfast has yeah, biscuits yeah. and gravy. Yeah, but I mean, it's funny. I, I've been out in California and seen it as well at a hotel. I was oh. shocked, you know. No. Yeah. So. At the hotel. Yeah, California's a lot of fruit and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Way to ruin a breakfast. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's just, it gets such an acquired taste, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Anyway, Trey. Yes. Uh, let's introduce yourself and tell us what you do. And, okay. And uh, we'll go from there. <clears throat> I'm Trey Weston. I'm a ancillary product manager. I've been with Mitsubishi for roughly almost 10 years. I originally started in the mechanical design, uh, the engineering group, and transferred over to product management for the accessories um, about four and a half years ago, and I handle all the residential and commercial accessory products. Um, so that's pretty much it. I'm, I manage all those and work with all the sales guys and service and you know vendors, you know vendor relationships and those kind of things, and bring product that is useful and beneficial to for our Metis product, our indoor and outdoor units. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, and welcome, everybody, to the mm-hmm. Metis Tech Show. Today we're going to talk about accessories for the Mitsubishi products. And we have uh, we brought Trey in here. We have Roland Wager. Yep, from the Orlando office. Yeah. Steve Pimentel. Hello. From um, Southbrook, Boston yeah. office. And I'm Paul Shav. So welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us. So, Trey, let's start with the indoor. What a, let's go through some of the accessories available for indoor equipment. Yes, yeah, so for indoor, we have the Refco and the, the Blue Diamond pumps. Um, Refco offers a, um, a Gobi 2, which is very useful for, like, uh, for your wall-mounted units, where you don't have to take the wall-mounted unit off to, to work on the pump itself. Like You just take that cover. It's a nice little slim fascia kit that fits underneath. Um, so they're very quiet, yeah. and, and so... And they and they also offer the um, the combi as well, and the combi the both both pumps go up to 120,000 BTU, so they cover all our indoor products. All right, so if I can't if I can't have a gravity drain, yes, a Refco is a good option. Yeah, and right. and, and also the same with Blue Diamond. Uh, Blue Diamond's coming out with a slimmer fascia kit as well to go underneath the, the oh, wall nice. mount. Oh, excellent. Yeah. But th- those are all going to be up to 18,000 BTU because it's going to be using the micro blue. And Blue Diamond has the, the three pumps as well. They have the micro blue that goes up to 18,000 BTUs, and they have the maxi that goes up to 48,000, and then they have the mega. Which is more of the mega is more of the commercial, you know, yeah. indoor, indoor yeah. pump. Do you happen to know uh, – I hate to put you on the spot, no. but do you happen to know the, uh, the limits, the pump-up limits, lift <laughs> off the top of your head? I don't, I don't know all, off the top of my head okay. as far as the horizontal and vertical, you know, the vertical and horizontal lift. Do you know um, where I can find that information? Yes, it's it's on my link draft. Oh, so. oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've never heard of that. Oh, shocking. That's a trickery. Yeah. So you go to my link draft. Long, yeah. And and the nice thing is is um, the nice thing about it is 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 every indoor unit has all the accessories attached to it in my link right. drive. So and outdoor as well. So if you click on it before. We've worked on that last four years with marketing and tried to to make it where, hey, when you click on that indoor or you click on that outdoor unit, then all those things are visible because you yeah. you know that 
for the most part, nobody's going to go to look at so the submittal and look and see what what's up, what right. options are available. That's a great yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. option on on, yes. on Link Drive. I yeah. noticed that uh, within the past year that that's yeah. all been updated. Right. Yeah, because yeah. like four years ago, that wasn't even like that. Now, right. no. now you see yeah. pretty Makes much everything. That that was one of the projects I first worked on with marketing from the very beginning. You know, to work on that, we, and we're getting better. We still got a lot of things to clean up, but we're working on that. Good. Right. So the um, ID drain sensor. Um. Yes. So so that's the uh, Rector Seal SS610E, and the reason for that is our, our wall mounted units uh, doesn't come with any kind of overflow protection. Um, you know, we're, we're still working out with that with the factory. We've been requesting that for years, but uh, hopefully we'll get to that point. Uh, but for right now, that basically what it is is it it ties into the system and completely shuts it off once it gets to a certain level. That's is possibly about to overflow and cause some major issues. Now, does that work with a float mechanism, or is that just a couple of um, probes? Yeah, probes. Yeah, pins. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. that shorts yeah. out and yeah. shuts the system right. off. And that comes Good. in handy because there are some jurisdictions where code requires mm-hmm. a um, piece of air conditioning equipment to have Correct. some type of safety, condensate safety. Well, Florida. Every, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing too is is a lot of our other products have you know built in stuff, but but this is the our wall mounted products. This is pretty much what we only recommend just for our wall mounted. Yeah, but it's the only thing that has it doesn't have any kind of safety. So so, uh, and that's a tough thing too because wall mount units are just a wet environment all the time. Right. So past switch switches that we've used in the past had a lot of issues where they would uh, prematurely shut the system off because it is it's a wet environment. It's a very tight wet environment in that wall unit but this new switch this is a newer switch right right um so well, it's a, yeah it's, it's been out for a couple of years now. okay yeah, yeah yeah but it's 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 a good switch we're we're also looking at mechanical options as well you okay know? Uh, but if they're tied into the s1 s2 basically shut the system off if, mm-hmm. if they recognize any any issue you know right. and all of these the refco the blue diamonds and obviously uh the indoor drain sensor is just for wall units but for the most part, this this can apply to M and P equipment, city oh, yes. equipment. It doesn't matter. Oh what yes, it is. yes. They, yeah. they 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 reach both. You know, uh, cover all the indoor units. I mean, it and and like the Revco and Blue Diamond. The uh, of course the Gobi and the Slimmer Fascia kit for is only for wall mounts, but the Combi and all the other ones can be used for um, situations for silica sets, uh, horizontal ducted, um, any kind of other products we offer. You know, so so yeah. yeah. So this, what about the CMA kits for for the PVA and PVFY? Yeah, so so years past we we recognized that in the downflow position that um, we were having some issues where possibly you know condensation was flowing down the A coil and yeah. maybe getting into the duct. So basically, what this helps does is guide the the um, all that condensation coming from the the A coil to to directly into the drain pan in the okay, downflow so position. A, so it's like a splash guard type. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Right. And what and let's what does CMA stand for? Do you know? Kind of say management kit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or accessory, I guess. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. And and in the downflow kit we offer as well for the SVZ, it's basically the CMA, but it also has brackets on the um this this in addition to the CMA, and the reason for that is the 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 PVAs and the old MVZs and the SVZs, as you know, yeah. you know, replaced the the MVZs. Um, they all had a, a cage in it to hold the coil. So so the when we re, when we reduced the SVZ by ten or twelve inches, they reduced that that cage. So when you're putting in a downflow position, 
now you have nothing to support the front of the the coil and the drain pan. So Mm -hmm. these brackets come in, you attach them in there in addition. So that's why there's a downflow kit and then there's a CMA kit. CMAs are for PBFYs and PBAs, and then these are for the uh, SVZ. And and for those who don't know, the PVA, the PVFY, the SVZ, those are what I think I would consider more like a standard air handler. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Traditional air handler. So most of our <clears throat> units come with uh, a standard uh, washable filter, and then you have an odor Correct. Uh, cartridge, and you also have a micro... Micro... Micro particle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the micro particle filter would be an accessory that you would buy... Yes. Um, doesn't come with the, with the wall unit. Um, so the new GS is going to... Uh, the new GS models, uh, they're going to have these market micro particle filters and expose a provide a little extra... You know, um, filtration, yeah. and they mount at the bottom of the nanoplatin filter. So the nanoplatin filter is the the washable filter, and then they mount there for extra protection and more filtration. Um, we also have other filters we've been carrying for a long time as well, anti-allergy and those things. So it's similar to that, but it's a little bit better filtration. It's supposed to help filter from uh, I think it's 0.3 to 2.5 microns. Uh-huh. So, so you know that we have those those items. And no. um, the micro particle filter, are they washable or? No, they're not washable. They're just a one time yeah, use. Correct. And how long do they last? Um, I, I don't know completely offhand. I would probably say up to, you know, good six months or so. Or, or, yeah. You know, so so maybe, maybe we just say a yeah. season. It's yeah. Not, yeah. And it all depends yeah. on the yeah. environment. There's a lot of variable. Yeah. Environment yeah. probably has yeah. a factor. If you have a lot of grease. With any filters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the environment they live in, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And the, the, the usage. Do you get a lot of heavy usage? Is it really hot? You've been running this right, for three, right. four months? Right. You know? right. Yeah. And I try and stress that in class all the time, the frequency of cleaning heat pumps, any HVAC system. You have to, you have to clean these systems. You have to wash them. Um, you know, it's, like I said, the wall units are kind of a damp environment, so that has to be washed, drain pan, coils, filters, all of that replaced. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And for our yeah. uh, ceiling concealed ducted units, or I can, you know, um, we have some filter options there as well. Yeah, yeah, we right. have the uh, filter boxes. Uh, and the nice thing about that is, is you know, is a lot of our other filtration. It's you're looking at maybe MERV four or five, and then you know, possibly some other options is like t- up to ten is the most. But this offers us MERV thirteen, as we know with with you know. The years we've faced in COVID and those kind of things, filtration right, has been right. a big topic, and some items, some areas require a, a MERV thirteen filtration. So, and we're also looking at you know other products as well. We're trying to implement MERV thirteen filters, uh, but yeah, these give a great option to do that. Yeah, and they're just your 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 typical pleated filters. They're you know two inch, four inch, you know, and one inch, and um, you can just replace them. You know, buy them yeah. at your local supply store and replace them. And for our, for our technicians out there, for our audience, I just want to, everybody to keep in mind, when you're putting any filtration on our ducted units, you have to account for pressure loss. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right? You have to size that ductwork yep. accordingly, um, nice round turns. You don't want to be running a ton of flex. Mm-hmm. Um, but filtration, uh, depending on the, the MERV size and the thickness of that filter, you have to um, account for pressure loss. It's really mm-hmm. important. Totally agree. All right. What about electric heat kits? For uh, PVA, SVZ, uh, yeah. So, so we have the it's, it's extra so, uh, supplemental heat for areas in very cold climates where maybe the heat pumps just not getting to that 
that heating point that you need and, and it's just a super cold and climate course in the in the south you you, you know it's not really used much but uh, you know up north and you know the boston areas and new york and maine and um you, you need that extra supplemental heat uh, so we offer you know many different kw sizes yeah. to fit most of our pvas pvfys and also our svc residential models so yeah and we so we have um, a lot of of our listeners know already because in the northeast they're adding backup heat and if you're using um the electric heat kits you have cn24 one mm-hmm. and cn24 two mm-hmm. correct so you have that two stages of additional auxiliary heat right if needed but we also yeah. got we also got some hyperheat units where right right you're not going to need those those, uh, those correct. resistance right. heat to come on nearly as much as they yeah. u- as they used to in the older right, systems right. and they work with the heat pump it's not one or the other right so everybody knows that you know, you're you're using the heat pump and the electric heat to assist to get right. that temperature up to seven and it's powered by the it's powered by the the indoor unit um, yeah. in itself but also you have the sptv1 they also you can use an alternate power source where you don't have to power that's important yes yeah, yeah, so you yeah, can power so. the indoor unit separate yeah. with its own power source yeah, right correct right. Right. <laughs> Now, baseband heaters are huge, up my up my way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. Some of our units, and I, and it's unit specific, depending on. Um, I believe the hyperheat units have the baseband heaters in them, where other units do not. Correct. So you have to make sure if you're installing an M series, a P series, and it's in a cold climate. Um, for the, I always say this for the for the people up in Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire, real brutal climates up there. Um, you need that that base pan heater to get rid of that defrost water so it doesn't freeze it in the bottom and clog your defrost hole and crush your coil and all of that, you know, it can cause quite a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen coils. I've seen coils with the bottom of the coil. Uh, you look at the fins. The fins have no damage whatsoever. Uh, but when you cut out the fins and you look at the pipe on that bottom row, crushed, crushed flat, yeah, yeah. right? So it's important. This is why the outdoor <coughs> units, if a heat pump is going to go into mm-hmm. defrost occasionally, so it's got to be raised up, and we'll talk about that in a little mm-hmm. while, but it's got to be raised up off the, off the floor, and that water has to leave, or it's going to freeze. And the base pan heaters are just extra insurance, right. you know, to right. prevent that water from freezing there and causing damage. And it's going to be super and, yeah. expensive. And you still may need to do something to get that water to drain away. <clears throat> but yeah. I've, like you said, I've worked up in New Hampshire for years and stuff, and I've seen uh, the 180 bends on a on a condenser completely a half an inch away from the unit. You know, yeah. the, the ice just completely moves it all. Ice is deadly. Ice is very bad. Yeah. Especially at my age. Now, I always get this question out in the field. Um, can I mount a branch box outside? Uh, <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're talking yeah. bare branch box right on the side of the house. No, <laughs> no, no not, enclosure. Not recommended for that. You know, uh, we, we do offer a branch box enclosure. I mean, ideally, we would like prefer to be indoors. You know, the branch box to be mounted indoors um, in an act or something like that. But... You know, there's some some applications that it's not possible. So we offer the branch box enclosure. It's like a NEMA four R R box, and uh, it gives protection to the elements. And and um, if you have to use that application, then then that's what it's for. Yeah, it's not an uncommon thing down here to see them outside. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's real versatile. Yeah. I was looking at it on the display table here. Yeah. Um, you can change the um, side in which the pipes come come into that right. branch box enclosure and flip that around. Uh, so very customizable, which mm-hmm. is cool. So there is that option for for everybody that wants to mount them outside. And I really, you know, I 
don't see the need for mounting it outside, but I guess some applications where you know it could be tough to get a branch controller or branch box well, inside. You might not have a basement. <clears throat> right. The other know. thing down here, we have such shallow pitches on our roofs, so you may only have twenty inches, you know, as far as a okay, ceiling, yeah, above point. your ceiling, as yeah. far as a cavity. You know, in your attic, if you want to call it that. So it's it's not an easy place to put them. The only thing that concerns me about putting the branch box outside is what effect extreme temperatures would have on the refrigeration. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's too hot or up north, if it's wicked cold, you know, how is that going to affect the operation of this the system? That would be my only concern. Yeah. All right, let's it's, let's move out. Uh, oh, go ahead, Trey. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. let's move to outdoor unit um, accessories. Okay. Um, wind baffles, okay. right? That's huge for low ambient cooling, especially on P series. Yeah, and that's the great thing about it on um, P series or PUI. Now with that, you know, wind baffle. Now you can in cooling, you you can you know cool up to minus forty degree temps. You know, so it's a it's a good you know um, specification that we have for the PUIs. You know, um, with without that wind baffle, you're not able to do that. You know, and why is why is that? Because the wind actually dictates the air. Well, yeah, that, that wind moves right. in, you know, turns the fan, you know, reverses the fan flow, and then, it, you know, head pressure and, and, and affects those kind of things. Yeah, because you could turn the fan yeah. off, but if that wind's blowing, yeah, I, it's yeah. a fan yeah. might as well be on. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, too, is the fan's dictating your CFM through that coil instead of the wind right. dictating that. So, um, And moving on to uh, hail guards. Correct. <laughs> right. So so hail guards, you know, in, the, in definitely in the south and, and – uh, mm-hmm. Southwest, or they're they're a big uh, a need, you know, because uh, you know we we can get it, you know, hail up to you know uh, quarter size hail, you know, and it could yeah, do some that'll serious, destroy a condenser coil yes, in yeah. no time. And yeah. then there's aluminum, you know, fins. I mean, it, it really can tear it up. So um, they they just add protection for that. Um, our snow guards that we have with the uh, with the engine units or city multi-engine units, they also out offer uh, hail protection as well. So they're sort of a snow slash hail guard. But we're actually looking, actually, uh, by request for a lot of the uh, city multi uh, uh, people that we have, uh, a lot of our sales have requested a lot of slimmer version uh, hail guards that are not as you know bulky as the ones snow guards because they just don't need that that extreme uh, wide guard itself. So they they're talking about more of a slimmer option that we're working on with one of our local sheet metal vendors mm-hmm. um, that just, you know, is, they're slimmer fit and, and they will work more for the Texas areas and, you know, the Floridas and any, any southern regions, you know. Just to digress here for a moment, you're all familiar with David Letterman, the late night yes. host. Um, before he became famous, he used to be a meteorologist in the Midwest and he got fired because he was forecasting hail the size of canned hams. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> That's actually true. I know. I know. <clears throat> okay, so um, hail and snow guards, and sometimes they do both. Right. Well, so actually it would be hail or snow guards, and sometimes they do both. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right, so what's the difference between the low ambient kits and the wind baffles? So the low ambient kits are strictly just for the engine uh, operation. Oh, okay. And, ba- and okay. basically, you know, they have... Uh, it's they have a control box on them and basically it's motorized uh, damper. Yeah, motorized okay. damper. Right. It's, right. It's, gotcha. it's sensing the temperatures and whether it needs to close and and you know keep that heat from the from the condenser. And that goes on top of the outdoor unit. Correct. Correct. So and they don't we have them in two styles in case a unit is twinned. We got twinned units. We got one with a motor mechanism on it. 
And yes. another one you just tie in together with some linkage. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah, so you have a linkage rod, uh, have a rod that just ties into the linkage, and then that that the 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 driver you know um, operates the the second so, so the so, secondary hood. So you have adjustments, dip switches for that when you when you install that. Um, there, there are function settings, yes. right? Yeah. Because yeah. that does change yeah. the uh, static against that. Yeah, so yeah. there are function right. settings right. that you can set to change the uh, uh, operation of the condenser fan. Right, right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. The interesting thing about those is a couple of DSGs from the Caribbean told me that they'll install those down there in the Caribbean. And not for anything to do with low ambient condition, but to protect against coconuts falling from trees. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. No, yeah, I got some serious. pictures on my computer from do coconuts. Because no, sometimes I don't know where he's no. going with these stories. <laughs> no, but you know, and I have to divide no. by 20, multiply by zero for the that's, truth. That's absolutely true. These guys are telling me because the coconuts will come and damage the unit. But if they got those uh, those hoods on there. Right, the coconut you know, And not coconut. Think, I don't know how much a coconut weighs, but it's, those, those trees, well, those trees are like 60, Newton, 70 feet tall. Newton's law, you know, how fast does a coconut fall <laughs> it's uh, not so much the fall i don't think i don't think newton spent a minute figuring that out uh, <laughs> well, did it with an apple he did it oh, with an, an apple. apple so it just replaced okay. it with a coconut anyway we digress again <laughs> okay and then uh we talked earlier about raising up the units a heat pump off the ground especially in the winter time i think they should be raised up no matter what because other yes. things get in there People love mm-hmm. to bury units in bark mulch, and bark mulch yeah, uh, yeah. eats away and is corrosive. Yeah. So what do we have for, for stands, for so, both uh, residential and commercial equipment? So for residential, we, ha- we have the, we have the wall, wall bracket of stands that you could mount to the side of your home uh, or building. And then we also have the mini split stands mm-hmm. uh, that go from 12 to uh, 18 inches or tw- some to 24 inches high. Those are yeah. the quick slings. Yes, yep. and those are for your MMP series. And then now for C- uh, City Multi, we have the super stands, the quick sling super stands mm-hmm. um, for your engine units. But we also have the new Bigfoot uh, stands that are coming out as well. Those are pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 They're sturdy, those things. Very adjustable yeah. and customizable. And you can add platforms as well to them if you need to, or a lot, a lot, a lot of different accessories right. they offer that you can add to that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, we did also talk about um, heaters, base pan heaters. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between a base pan heater and a panel heater? So the the panel heater is is just strictly just for the um, the engine units, um, yeah. and they mount to the side of the underneath the coil sections. Uh, so it's not underneath. Um, you guys are more technical than I, so you may know more of the application. Yeah, so they're but, not they're not mounted to the bottom of the chassis. They're, they're on the engines, the drain pans no. are in the center yes. of, the, right. of the chassis. So we want to make sure we we melt any ice that may remain in that drain pan and those are just panel just like mullion heaters that go around the yeah, outside and they're and yeah and they're right there at the level of the drain pans just right, to keep right. you know keep a, an ice dam from forming or those kind yeah. of things yeah so yeah so one thing i like about mits, mits, some of the accessories um the can you header, say mitsubishi What's that? You would you had a hard time saying Mitsubishi? No, no, I was <laughs> going to say Mitsubishi, but some of the, some of our accessories are built by uh, a different yeah. manufacturer. Right. So um, headers and, and ball valves is right. w- we give the insulating clamshell uh, piece that you can put onto the ball valve yeah. onto those headers. So for the insulator. Whoever's insulating those lines, no, I, no. I used to insulate lines, and it's yeah. no it, fun. It's, That's a lifesaver. Uh, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, <laughs> but every branch controller, every branch box, um, 
you know, lines coming into branch blocks. Right. You should have ball valves. Yes, crazy not to put them in. I even think you, you should put them on Y series. You should be able to valve off yeah. indoor yeah. units. Yeah. 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 So if you're not using them, I strongly recommend it. And they come with a ser- little service port, quarter inch right. service port on it. Face the, the service port toward the indoor unit. Uh, uh, that yep. way you yep. can. On the unit side of the ball valve. I- yeah. Isolate it. Um, evacuate it and then just add that charge without right. removing or um, recovering all the refrigerant from the unit just to make one repair. you got ball valves there. Yeah, and you That's think about how smart, you know, once again, they do add costs to the job. We understand that. <clears throat> but the, the fact is, like, you could have, you know, 30 different heads on a unit, okay? And you put your 600 PSI like you're supposed to, and you come back the next day, you're at 400 PSI. Where is the leak? Mm. I mean, you kidding me? So, you know, you you close the ball, put your 600 PSI, close your ball valve, and then just come back and look at each circuit. If you're at 600, 600, 600, 350, there it is. Yeah, you got a great way of isolating and process of elimination. You can figure it out quick. Absolutely. And and even that for service, later on down the road, yeah, you'll add some upfront cuts with with the ball valves. Sure. But if you've got a if you've got to relocate an indoor unit or you've got a leak at an indoor unit, or, now you have to recover all of the refrigerant instead of valving right. it off. You know, so and, and that's the thing too. If you're doing a build out, you got projections down the road to do a build out as yeah. the company grows. Boom, you're right there. You know, I mean, most of the work is already done because I've had students that told me they do. They have companies that does that all the time, and then I get other students that have never done it. And they say, well, how do you figure out what the charge is? And you just go back to DSP. Add that one component, look at the difference of charge, and just add, yeah. add that little bit of yeah. refrigerant to it. That's so, it. you know, brilliant. Yeah, and ball valves is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Strongly recommend them. And now yeah. we even offer the BC controllers with the ball valves already. Right. Attached, so there's less labor right. for so you. So I was pretty excited a couple of years ago when I opened up Diamond System Builder, and I look and it says branch controller with ball valves, Whoops. without ball valves. Or uh, pre-installed ball valves. Right, right. Whoa, this is a game changer in the... Yeah. Contractors love it. Yeah, no one loves to sit there and just. You know, they, it's they a lot of work. Fl- they have to flow nitrogen and braze each ball valve, wrap everything with a wet cloth, and make sure they don't burn anything. Um, now, my question, Trey, is: uh, Are we still um, selling the branch controllers without ball valves? Yes. Or, yeah, we, we have both options. Oh, okay. The, are we so always going to keep that, those options? Yes, or, I, th- okay. I think so. Because when you're going to save money, when you're going to save labor. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you had to evaluate, you know, I mean, the labor rates are probably a whole lot more up north than they are down south. So they may want to, you know, purchase sure. the, the the BC controllers and just do the ball valves themselves. Right. The good thing about the pre-installed ball valves is, you know, they're checked in for leak tests and, a, you know, uh, the helium test and yeah. nitrogen test. So they're, they're already checked for leaks and, you know. All that should be pretty much out, you know. If it doesn't leak with helium in it, it's not going to leak with refrigerant because the helium has uh, smaller particles. Right. You know, so if it doesn't leak with helium, you're tight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference? We talked about snow guards and hail guards, but what's a, um, a snow rain diverter? So the snow rain diverter is some new product we come out with now. It's going to be for the MMP series. So basically, when you have elements that are super cold up north and you have um, have situations where you have a lot of snow snow accumulation on the rooftops and, and so you got like an overhang and correct. icicles falling right, right. Yeah, I guess yeah so when okay. you have a day where the sun's out and, and it's up to 40s and, and it starts melting and dripping what's, what's happening in some of our you know applications is it's dripping on top of the outdoor unit and then what's happening is overnight the temperatures drop back down to below freezing and now you're creating a nice dam and now it's locking up that fan 
Mm. And so now if your fan's not working, then your unit's not working. And those so. are the things that look like, a, to me, they remind me of a spoiler on an old sports car. Yeah. 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 Spoiler. So those will be released. And the nice thing, they're aluminum. So it, in saltwater applications and those things, you don't have to really worry about rusting. Um, so they'll be a good product. And also a good thing about it, too, is is I know in the south and so that, you know, it's more for a northern regional product. But also if you have areas where you have to double stack uh, MMP series units. Uh-huh. Now you can use those underneath, and now now if you, you don't have to worry about condensation dripping on top of so, the unit. Yeah. So when the unit on top goes into defrost, it's going to divert that away from it. Because yes. I've, I've seen that yeah. happen where units have been stacked, mm-hmm. and one will defrost and do exactly what you said a minute ago. Now the water that's on there freezes, yeah. and now that's never going to defrost. Yeah. And right. it's just dripping right. down on the, on the unit below. Now that you know it diverts the water away from there, so. It's, it's got, I think, a lot of different applications. Right. So there's one accessory I'm really curious about. So we're down here uh, in Miami, and we're at the 2023 uh, Diamond Contractor Summit. And there's a thing over there that looks like a cage that I might want to, well, if I, my kids were little, I'd want to put them in right. there. Right. <laughs> but what, what is that thing? So it's a, it's a security cage, and we're, and we're working on it as a prototype uh, with our local sheet metal uh, manufacturer. And so basically in, in high theft areas and some big city areas where, you know, you know, theft is, you know, quite common with the copper, you know, with copper cost and, you yep. know, metal cost. Yep. And it's, it's a big problem, you know. And so it, it adds that extra security where you can lock it, but also it's nice because and we're still working on the prototype, but where you can lift the sides of it to, to look at, the, you know, to work on the unit and yeah. you can lift the top of it up and flip the, you know, the top of the door all the way over. It, it gives a lot of different options where you can still access the unit, you yeah. know. So it's got a base and, you you know, it comes in pieces in a flat box. Or right, it'll be flat back. So, yeah. so picture, picture an M or a P-series outdoor unit. Right. You've got this base, you put the base down, you put the outdoor unit in place, then you've got the corner post and you've got the walls and you've got the top. And you close the top, and there's a place there to put a padlock. Yeah. Right. So it's going to make it hard for somebody to walk away. Because I've seen it. I think we've all seen it where mm-hmm. somebody comes along. They take a sawzall. They cut the refrigerant Pull, lines. They cut the wires. Out. And see you later. It takes about three seconds right. Yeah. Right. to run out with that. But I was, I was over there looking at that. So you lift up the top on that. Because I'm like, oh, my God. You gotta, how are you going to get to the side? How are you gonna, when you lift up the top on that. You could pull all four sides right. out of that, like in yeah. a minute. So then it just looks like a square box, and would just just corner them, and it's exposed perfectly. Yeah, and it's yeah. brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. It oh, is. It is. Well, and, and the thing about it too, I think you know we, we're we're still in the you know prototype stage, but possibly you know, like we set up with, with up north. I mean, you know, if we make that top solid now, that it a little bit of protection from the, the oh, elements yeah. and the right. snow and right things there. like that. Two as birds, well. one stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Trey, any other accessories? Any other jump to mind we haven't talked about yet? We've talked about quite a few. I think we've covered, you know, I mean, there's still, uh, we, we have the new um, E2O accessories. So we have our, you know, your swing tanks, your storage tanks, and um, some of the new vendors we brought in with that as well. The, right. You know, the swept heat exchangers, uh, secondary heat exchangers. And then, you know, we're coming out with a new uh, uh, skid uh, as well that's going to be a plug-and-play for that Heat 2O, which is I think is going to be very good for yeah. for contractors and, you know, applications. I know service guys will be, be yeah. uh, definitely uh, liking it. So yeah. that, that's going to be good. Um, and then we have the new HVRF product 
Um, and we have a lot of new accessories coming up with us that are well. You know, it's a hydraulic application, so it's a little bit different than what we're used to. Um, And we'll be doing some episodes on on that. We had Dwayne Barkley on a while back talking about the Heat 2.0. Mm -hmm. We'll probably bring him or you or both of you back to talk about Mm -hmm. the new skids. We'll be talking about the HVRF and upcoming episodes as we get closer to releasing that. So all all good and exciting and interesting stuff coming down the road. So definitely uh, check out mylinkdrive.com to check out all of these accessories we talked about, most of these accessories that we talked about. Um, You'll be able to um, go onto the uh, website and click on accessories. And also, uh, as Trey mentioned before, if you click on an outdoor unit, you'll get a list of accessories uh, or indoor unit. You'll get a list of accessories that are available. We show pictures of those accessories as well. You can just click on it. It'll take you right to that um, page, and you can download submittals and service manuals and, and whatnot for that. So, Trey, thanks for right. joining us on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Trey. Thank this you. is Thank great information for the, yeah. for, for, for the guy in the truck. Um, appreciate it. We'll see yeah. you on the next one. Thank Take you for care. having me. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening.